And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I am your host, Heath, and with me as always is my amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm amazing, and I'm your co-host. Yeah, this is true. And you know what? This is the very last time I will say welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio this season because... Starting next episode, we are going to be in Season 2 on Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and Waymaker Ministries, and we cannot tell you how thankful we are for each and every one of you tuning in every week with us in the Lord to learn a little something new or maybe something you hadn't heard in a while. So mm, it's hopefully. our honor. Hopefully. Right, hopefully. We hope. Uh, we hope yeah. either way that you're you're blessed with uh, what we do here. So, But before we get any further into today's uh, teaching, just want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way, of course. First and foremost, Thank you to Miss Rachel Stormont and Dusty Music for the music playing underneath us today uh, because indeed God is doing a new thing, uh, especially here in the Rocky Mountain region. I don't know where you're at, if he's doing as much there as he is here, but I, I kind of feel like he is. Michael, what do you, would you agree? Yeah, and that's what's so great about our, our channel here, our station here is we're, we're focused on our area. <laughs> we're, we're focused <laughs> on our area and we're reporting from our area. So if you're interested in our area, we're pretty focused on our area. No, we we are, we're watching some some uh, some friends and ministry and stuff, and and God is doing a new thing. But we're having to report from our side of the woods, our side of the mountains, for real. Uh, we are so excited about the new things uh, this coming season and year for sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. We've got more about that here in a little bit. So make sure, guys, to check out rmrr.live for all the latest information updates about the show. There is a contact us form, of course, to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, to be a guest, to recommend a guest tech. Doesn't matter. If you want to contact us, use that form to do so. And, of course, if you need prayer, there are two ways that we would love to partner with you in prayer. The first is, of course, the prayer request form on the website. The second, you can write us at prayer at rmrr.live. And of course, while you're on the website, make sure to check out the Linktree link, which has all the socials and all the other stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube and Rumble, please like and subscribe, because that, again, is going to help us to go live in the near future. And we can't wait to do that. And of course, make sure to follow us on Facebook for additional content that doesn't make it on the website because there occasionally is some stuff that doesn't go both places. And if you like the show, the broadcast, the message, the teaching uh, that we're doing, you feel led to donate to us. There are several different ways you can do that. Of course, there are links to do so on the website, uh, the show description down below. And for those watching, they're going to be on your screen underneath Michael and I. And we are pleased to partner with a new way of giving uh, this broadcast. And that is through the Tithely app and the Tithely website to make things a little easier and uh, uh, pain-free for our listeners and viewers. We've partnered with them as well. And there's going to be some more exciting things with that partnership coming down the road that I can't wait to announce then. All right. Well, we have another amazing, amazing show for you today. And today's episode is a continuation of the Book of Jude series that we started a couple weeks ago. And of course, if you like today's teaching and we just want to encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your co-workers, your grandma, I don't know, uh, your former roommate, because sharing is caring guys sharing is caring so share that episode out click the the share button below but before yeah, we frequently get... how frequently do you hear a teaching on jude these days uh yeah you don't you don't you don't 
So it's all us. But um, we do have some advertisements to get out of the way um, as we're getting into uh, today's teaching. So first and foremost, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil alert before we get into commercials. Um, we've talked about it. It's coming. It's coming sooner than you think. And that is the oh you can't see it. Let's see. There we go. The RMRR and Waymaker merch store. Guess what, guys? It has been tested. It has been vetted. Uh, all the legal stuff is there. The, all the forms are finally there and ready. So we are just this close. And I do mean this close. And if you're not watching, you can't see that it's really this close. Um, to us being able to turn the site active. And we're very excited about that. So stay tuned to the website and the Facebook page for the announcement of the RMRR and Waymaker merch store. I am so excited to put this out in front of you guys. Um, having spoken about merch, though, I also don't want to take away from the excitement about With Love Custom Crafts. And my friend Kenzie over at With Love Custom Crafts, of course, is a Christian business owner. Uh, she primarily turns out products focused towards women, but I do know for a fact she is putting out a line of merchandise for Father's Day, which, by the way, this next month. And her company tagline reads, creating custom quality items at affordable prices, all made with love, and indeed they are. Kenzie Hand <laughs> does every product by hand herself, um, and it is definitely made with love uh, because she loves what she's doing with his business and is so thankful for the opportunity to do it. And so we just want you guys to check out with love customcrafts.com and tell Kenzie he said hey when you place your order <laughs> hey hey y'all know what the bite tag is about it's about protecting your pets yes in a really cool way bite tag guys are MRR and Waymaker Ministries are now partnered with bite tag we've been now partnered with bite tag for a while now Bite tag is the safest and most advanced pet tag on the market. It allows you to create a personal profile for you and your pet. When scanned, you will get a notification that your pet's tag has been scanned. It also gives the scanner the option of notifying the pet's owner <laughs> that the pet has been found. And the tag uses GPS tracking to notify the owner of their pet's location. Thank God, because that system can be a little bit rigged. Hey, be a good Samaritan. Please return pets. Right, definitely. Um... And bite tag can help you be a good Samaritan, see? Right. Okay. There's no monthly or annual service uh, or subscription fees. And bite tag puts your privacy first. Uh, hey, Heath, is the promo still the promo? So promo? Our, our promo code is still active, but this weekend, um, and I don't know how long it's going to run, they are running a site-wide 60% off sale because they released oh. a new product. Actually, can you take weekend. an additional 15 off with RMRR? I, I I believe so because they were talking about it on the brand ambassador page. So um, guys, if, if, I, if I'm lying, plus 15, 60 yeah. plus 15 is 75 percent off. Right. Go get like your pig. Go get your child. Yeah. Go get your your turkey. Go get go get a bite tag for That's everything right. walking around That's you. Right. That's right. So and and because Saturday they released the bite tag slide, um, and I will put a picture of that up on the screen. It's actually just a slide tag that goes on your pet's collar instead of like a, a dangly Ooh. dog chain kind of thing that you'd normally see or dog tags you normally see. And so this thing is a new advanced thing that they've done. Um, normally retails for fifty bucks, but with this sale, it's uh, nineteen and change. So you can't you can't beat that deal. So bite tag protect your pet. And when you're checking out, use code RMRR15. 
And you can go there today and you also can say for your pet, does your bite tag hang low? Does it wobble <laughs> to and fro? Or you could get the slide one and it doesn't have to hang low and wobble to and fro. That's right. Because if you have a small dog like Michael's mom just bought, the bite tag's bigger than the dog. So the slide's <laughs> probably the better way to go. But I'm sure the slide probably be bigger than that dog too because that dog's tiny. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it isn't it, isn't it? intense just in the natural heat isn't it intense when like you see such a tiny creature with way too much soul for their size right yeah <laughs> i love it though i love it whether it's a human or an animal <laughs> oh yeah it's a right. it's an animal scene out here in the rocky mountains man it everyone sure has is. a dog it sure is all right well our next sponsor and one of our favorites is redemption squad ministries and zach and melissa are doing some amazing things with redemption squad matter of fact they were out this last weekend um in a neighborhood here in Colorado springs and passed out i believe the the message said 200 provision boxes in that neighborhood and the testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony i heard was just incredible um, of the encounters that they had this last weekend, the things that God was doing. Um, there was actually a couple salvations out of this um, and, oh. and things like that. So it was a very powerful time on the streets of Colorado Springs. And so if you're looking for a ministry to partner with outside of us, of course, um, Redemption Squad Ministries is going to be the first one that I will <laughs> recommend uh, because what they're doing is truly the 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 heart and mind of Jesus work. They're they're reaching the people that society has just forgotten and and not willing to recognize. You know the 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 drug addicts and the people just getting out of jail and you know prostitutes. All the all the people that just you know society kind of ignores. Zach and Melissa are reaching out to them through Redemption Squad and changing lives for the better. And so Redemption Squad Ministries, check out the website to learn more. All right, Mike. Valentine comfort shoes, guys. Here's the thing. Flat out, if you need to make a friend, go to Valentine Camp for Shoes. If you need a, like a change in your life, go to Valentine Camp for Shoes. If you need new shoes, go to Valentine Camp for Shoes. Go to Valentine Camp for Shoes. And while you're at it, go to Valentine Camp for Shoes. Keith? So I think what you were saying there was... Go to Valentine Comfort Shoes. I was a little confused by the message, but I, I'm thinking go to Valentine Comfort Shoes. You know, I understand the confusion. Let me <laughs> let me rephrase it. Okay, this one's easy. If you fill in the blank, you're not putting on the right shoe. You just filled in the blank. You need a shoe. Put your foot into a shoe, not a blank. Go to Valentine right. Comfort Shoes. That was much that was much better. Thank you. I totally okay. got it now. So okay. in case in case our listeners missed it, go to Valentine Comfort Shoes because that's where your feet are gonna find relief. All right. And with that, guys, let's dive in to Jude, a Jesus perspective, part do. Part do. Part do. That's right. And last time we made it through uh verse four. So we got a very deep teaching just in four verses of Jude. So we're going to pick it up in verse five today, and it's going to start off with just a power point in uh, verse five. Yeah, and before we get to verse five, I just want to do just a tiny recap because the reason why would. we had a we had an hour and a half worth of material last time is because that was, that was the Holy Spirit speaking, and, and then he stopped speaking, and that's when we ended the show. And we try to do that with the Holy Spirit. We try and be honest in our partnership with him. 
we also don't want to preach and teach and prophesy outside of uh, our portion and our faith. So here we go. Yeah. Um, dear friends, this is, I'm going to start up at verse three just to rehash um, what we get until verse five. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. For, because certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They're godless men who changed the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord, our only sovereign and Lord. Mm. So I'll read here uh, just the first uh, six words here out of the NIV uh, for verse five. Though you already know this, though you already know this. Keith, that's a confident um, assertion from the Lord's brother Jude that this church already knows this. Well, it's a, as, it's as previously said. Right. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. it's it's just a statement of the time. If you really think about um, the world then, um, there was not a lot of written book. It was. You know, I mean, yes, there were scrolls, but they weren't in every house like we have on an app or a Bible in our hand today. And so you were taught the word, you memorized the word, you therefore knew the word. And so when Jude starts off with, though you already know all this, like that's just a reminder that, hey, you guys have been taught this. This has been ingrained in you growing up. You guys know these facts of which I'm going to speak. Right. And I, I agree. Um, he also is asserting that they know about maybe not the names of these godless men who, who, who uh, change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord. So he's also asserting that they know that too. Right. Here's, here's the question. Do we, do we, put our church into this letter here, not that church into that letter there, that time, put our time into this letter. And now ask this question, do we already know this? <laughs> do we already know this? Oh, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the remnant is aware. <laughs> I don't know. Heath, what do you think about that? I'm asking you. Well, I, I can say that, even in a, a church as strong in the word as the one we attend, there are still things that aren't widely known and widely talked about, at least not in the context of the, the way they were back then. Again, we're, we're, they were immersed in the word. You had to learn it. You had to know it because that's the only way you were going to carry it around. We're very spoiled in our time where we've got it you know, on our phone. Um, we, can, we can open up the Bible app and it's right there for us. But are we... Are we attending churches? Are we in places where we're being immersed in the word on that kind of level or we're being um, partnered with in some form of discipleship to get into the word? Are we being um, challenged to step up our obligation to get into the word? And, and I'm going to boldly answer for the majority of the people that I know. The answer that's no. We don't mm -hmm. know. We don't already know. And part of the fun of this episode already unfolding 
And so, yes, Heath, you've identified half of what he did. <laughs> the other half is equally as kind of funny and is a now word for our time. <clears throat> Excuse me. You said you identified a portion of what Jude identifies. You you addressed the uh, that he had an urge. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, that you addressed the dear friends. I was going to write to you about our common salvation that we share. But then what's going on right now with the infiltrators, the now current yep. in the newspaper thing, uh, the, it, you know, what is going on now? It has to be biblically punched in the face, mm. like immediately, like I'm about to I'm about to just tear this wide open because because I was wanting to do this. But then the Holy Spirit had me rewrite my whole thing because these guys these guys these guys are a big issue i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to these guys but i'm gonna really talk to you guys then i i need you to be aware of what's going on right now in the church in the world in the community so so well to that point really my, quick to that point ahead. really quick i just want to dive in and it, with this with this comment from um a teaching i don't know if it was this weekend or last weekend but but a lot of people are okay being blissfully unaware of all the things that are going on around them um we you know especially especially in the united states we are very much focused on ourselves and what's going on in our world and you know we can't get involved in something if it's going to inconvenience us this way or that way or if it's going to cost us something or whatever and while we are sitting and watching all kinds of things being infiltrated by the enemy. There are not many people that are in the know enough or, or willing enough to stand up and say, this is not right. These things are not things that we agree with. They don't align with scripture. They're not things that God wants for us for sure. And so we need to stand up and voice the fact that this is not right and we're not going to take it. And there aren't that many voices doing that. And I think a lot of that is because of some of the lack of, of the first point that I made that, that we're not being equipped. We're not being trained. We're not being fully accountable for the fact that, you know, we need to be in the word every day. We need to be understanding God's word and, and having those verses written on our heart and, and to be able to come against the attack of the enemy was something simple going, it is written, you know, and, and to, to really come at it from that approach, um, from a place of love, of course, in, in any kind of, you know, I'm standing up for something. Um, but, but we're not, we're not in that position. And so in our society in particular, we're just okay being blissfully unaware and watching these things happen because we don't fully know and we don't fully understand because we haven't been fully equipped on how to combat these things or how to stand up for these things. Yeah. Back to the question. Do we already know this? You know, do we already, are we already um, knowledgeable in, I, mean, I guess the only way to really reach out with this one is this way in the word. Are we really actually knowledgeable in the word? And then are we really actually knowledgeable in seeing what's actually going on in the church and in, and, and the world and how, that whole thing would connect. Here's how it connects here in Jude. I pray that that this really speaks to you right now. This is how the the infiltration in the world connected. So the infiltration of the church, problem in the church, and the world connected. 
It says, For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. There's the infiltration. They are godless men who change. They change the grace of our God into a license. So you have the grace of you have the good grace of our God. They go in and they say, We're gonna like twist that. We're gonna like pre over preach that. We're gonna like say something it isn't saying in that into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign Lord. And to that I'm gonna turn over to uh second Peter. Uh yeah, I think it's two Peter, maybe it's Chapter one and two Peter. He while I find this scripture, do you, do you have anything on that? Um not anything else that I want to add at this time. Um for sure. Yeah, I, I'm looking for that verse. It is in Second Peter. Um basically it's saying anyone who denies that Jesus came in the flesh, you remember what that one is uh, the Antichrist. Let's see. Uh second John seven. Oh. Or first John four three. Let's see, which one are you looking for? Yeah, second John seven is the one you want. I like I want that one more. Second yeah, that's it. It's second John seven. Okay. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Wow. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver in the Antichrist. Wow. Watch out that you do not loose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Okay, guys. Um, denying that Jesus came in the flesh is, 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 is a lot more uh, potent and complex than, than just the phrase may elude. Because seeing here in Jude, these guys are changing the grace of God. They're changing the grace of God so that you have all the ability to sin more. Mm. The connection between Jude and John is, is, is now simple. It is. If you take away the humanity, if you take away the flesh of Jesus, that he came in the flesh, it's the same as changing the grace that he paid for, for us to have. The, the, the empowerment to actually uh, change. The empowerment to actually say no to sin amongst other things but the connection the connection is the same if you deny that jesus came in the flesh no power if you change the grace of god for license to sin no salvation no power and as jude will clearly point out straight to hell <laughs> clearly with many examples over and over again do not mess with the grace of god to make it null and void in your life let the grace of God change you and, and, um, and, and, and desire real change because the gospel, the good news of Jesus is that he actually did come. He actually did come in the flesh. Why? Because our flesh and our scenario and our mistakes and our lifestyle before Jesus is actually a problem. And so you want real change? Well, you want a God who actually really came and actually did it perfectly and actually really died perfectly and actually mm. uh, i mean he is he ascended you know he ascended with with that perfect blood and that perfect blood is still currently on the mercy seat for you it never coagulates it's still there it's still fresh just as it was 2000 plus years ago so i'm glad 
the Lord led us to that cross reverence, Heath, because yeah. whether you mess with the grace of God or you deny the flesh, you, or well, you got to deny the flesh and take it across of all him. Not what I'm talking about. Or you deny that Jesus came in the flesh. See what I'm saying? You mess with one, you mess with the same thing. Right. That was actually a good connection. No, I just, I was like, wow, okay, that's like fresh revelation for me. I was excited to like make <laughs> that connection. So I'm like, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we're starting off strong here at Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Hopefully, because revival is in the name. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I want to remind you that the Lord delivered. He delivered. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord delivered his people out of Egypt. He also delivered you into him. We just were touching that. We, were, we just touched on that. Yes. We are not going to not, we as a people, as a Christian godly people, as a godly Christian people, as a Christ-like people, we are not going to deny Jesus in our life. Now, that's harder to do than to say. Here's why. Actually, let me read on and see if it says it for me. I want to remind you that, mm, 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 I want to remind you that the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. Okay, it did It did exactly what I thought it would do. <clears throat> Jesus says, you can tell that mountain to be thrown into the sea. John the Baptist said, make straight paths for the Lord. How do they connect, Michael? Great question. Let me answer it. Um, <laughs> Jesus, after the storm on the boat, he said to, he said to the disciples, um, they were trying to cross over to the Gennesaret, to the Gadarenes. They were trying. He had previously already said, we're going to cross over. They get in the boat. The big old weird storm happens to where, where fishermen are scared for their lives. These are pros. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, whitewater rafters being scared in rapids. Like it's, it's really, it's, there's more to it than just, it was a storm. Okay. They feared for their lives. Okay. So they're fearing for their lives. Jesus is in the bottom of the boat sleeping and he says after he's after he says peace be still to the storm they marvel and they're like oh my gosh who is this guy who can talk to the storm and it calms down and guess what he says to them he says you of little faith meaning he was telling them he they had seen enough and have done enough with him seen enough with him that he wanted them to realize they could have talked to the storm too right okay so with that let's see if we can now tie the knot Heath, remind me of the other end of the shoestring. What were we? At? <laughs> I don't know because I was I was loving that little walk down that story because that's one of my favorite stories of just remembrance that you know we have that kind of authority in Jesus that we can command yeah. the storm to be still. Oh. We can move the mountain. So move okay. the mountain. There you go. Okay. There you go. Here's a mountain. You're welcome. <laughs> Behind Heath, there's a mountain. Behind me, here's a mountain. Okay. Now, Heath, if you want to work with me here and be an engineer and change my background, that would be amazing. Yeah, I can't do that from here. But but... If, okay, no worries. <laughs> I can change mine, though. Guys, when you give to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio, we might be able to do something like that. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. The mountain in our lives and in our faith um, is is something in our way. And, and Jesus said we could tell the storm uh, to, to stop. We could tell the storm, peace be still. He also said we could tell the mountain, get into the ocean, get into the sea. He also said, make straight paths for him so that we can get to him, he can get to us. A mountain is not a straight path. 
if you've ever gone through the mountains, you know that there might be switchbacks depending on the mountain pass, or the mountain pass is long and it's definitely not a straight path. But it's not a make straight pass for the Lord. It's not a it's not like a smooth straight path for you just to have an encounter with Jesus. So when mm, 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 I want to remind I want to remind you that the Lord delivered His people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. So I am not saying that if you can't throw your mountain into the sea. And if you can't tell the storm in your life, uh, peace be still, that um, I'm not saying that you're an unbeliever. I'm saying you, you've you've gone to a wall. The Holy Spirit led you to a wall in your uh, faith and participation with the Lord. And you need um, you, you need an encounter. You need that mountain to go. You need you need to see the storm stop in your life at you and Jesus partnering together. So, though you already know this, I want to remind you that the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt. Jesus actually delivered you out of your Egypt. So, when we're looking at concepts like make straight paths for the Lord, tell that mountain to go into the ocean, tell that storm, uh, peace be still, you're believing in Jesus's deliverance for you and how he would have you partner with him in his deliverance for you. You are having, you, you desire an encounter with him. You desire for real change. Remember, Jesus actually came in the flesh. That means real change to old flesh, to dead flesh and, and new life in him. And part of that new life is telling that mountain, nah, get in the sea. I'm going straight through. I'm not doing the mountain pass. I'm not going to mess around with that. I'm going to make a straight path for the Lord. I'm not going to be double-minded. I'm not going to be out here in the wilderness going back and forth like a reed shaken by the wind. I want real change. I want real deliverance. I want real Jesus. I want real peace. Be still. So Heath, I I really, I, I wanted, I believe the Lord really wants us to hammer that home because so many people get to that mountain. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. The Holy Spirit leads us right up to this beautiful mountain, mountainscape in the sky, right? And, and and we were like, wow, that's pretty great creation, Lord. He's like, actually, no, I want you to tell it to get in the ocean because God's on the other side of it. And and a lot of you right now have have been in the revelation space with Jesus. And yet he keeps on bringing you to the same place, the same repetitive sin, the same um the same blockages in the word of God when you read the Bible, you have the same loop in your brain going on, right? That's not, you're not crazy. That's God faithfully doing his part and bringing you up to the same place. Take seriously what Jesus said. He, Jesus, the, Jesus actually delivered with Moses's uh, partnership and Aaron's partnership actually delivered physically that hallelujah, that's the gospel, actually delivered physically the Israelites out of Egypt. How much more when partnering, if we're in a better covenant now, which we are, how much more when partnering with Jesus, when putting our trust and faith in him, and we partner with him in our own deliverance, how much more can we tell the ocean to split so we can walk straight through it, so we can go straight to God's promised land for us on the other side. Heath, what do you got, man? Well, as you were talking, I was just kind of 
reminded of the fact that, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for everything, not just your sin, but your sickness, your illness, your mental health, whatever, all that stuff has already been bought and paid for. And as, as believers, when we've accepted Jesus, we often forget that we do have that authority where we can say mountain move. We can say body be healed. We can say, right. I'm not partnering with this spiritual attack. I'm not partnering with this illness. I'm not, I'm not engaging with the enemy because I have partnered with Jesus. And so sometimes we just need that reminder that, hey, we have that authority. We have that capability through Jesus and our relationship with him. And obviously, the more we're in the Bible, the more we're in relationship with him, the easier these challenges will be, in theory. However, um, you still have that authority in Jesus to say, mountain move. There is a clear path here, and I am chasing God. I'm chasing Jesus, and I'm going to partner with them through the storm and recognizing that, that as I'm in a storm, I have the authority to say, be still, be calm. And because of my relationship with Jesus, because of my salvation, because of my partnership and my engagement with the Holy Spirit and all these things that we're doing, I can say that and that storm has to calm. And so that was kind of the reminder point that I wanted to bring was that you have authority in your salvation and it's not you doing it. And that's the other thing. It's not you doing it is your you're partnering with with the Holy Spirit to move in and through you and to recognize who you are, who God sees you, how he sees you, that you are one of his favorites. You are beloved. You are chosen and you are valuable. You have worth and recognizing that he loves you like any any other thing that he's created, that you are special. And because of that, and you accepting Jesus, that's the important part. You accepting Jesus as your Savior, you have that authority. You have that ability to say, I'm not partnering with this stuff. I'm partnering with God. Mountains move, storm be calm, and I am a child of God, and God loves me. And knowing that and recognizing your identity, and we've talked about identity on this, sh on this show a lot, um, recognizing who you are in Christ and how God chooses to see you because he loves you no matter what you're doing no matter how much stuff you're in, no matter how many times you're coming against that same mountain, because that's sometimes what it is. And if you think about this, this verse here that we've talked about where the Lord delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, you know, in that process, yes, he had to weed out some of the naysayers and the unbelievers and the whiners and the complainers and whatever. And it was really the Lord saying, hey, take another lap around the mountain. Take another lap. We're going to weed everybody out. Either you guys are going to, you guys are going to step in line and we're going to come together in agreement and we're going to move forward together in our relationship or I'm just going to let you keep hitting that same wall. I'm going to let you take another lap around. I'm going to let you take another lap. Do I want it? Do I want that for you? No, but you need to do your part. You need to learn. You need to see what you truly have in your salvation and recognizing that no matter what you got going on, you just have to recognize it and say, Father, forgive me and make it make that earnestly from your heart and then begin to change. And it's amazing what that relationship does. And so, yeah, he'll let you keep running around the mountain, but it's ultimately up to you on how many times you face that. Absolutely. I, I'm reminded even right now, like to, to, to encourage the listeners 
So let's say the Holy Spirit led you to the frontage of the mountain again. Okay. He would also have me encourage you and say, it's almost like Holy Spirit saying, what's one of my titles that you need right now? Oh, I'm a counselor. Okay, ask your counselor what to do here for this mountain. Okay, you're at the mountain. Maybe you just messed up again. Maybe you can't get breakthrough in the scriptures. Maybe you can't get breakthrough in life. Maybe you're having a hard time finding that peace and and, and calming the storm with, with that authority that he just talked about. <clears throat> ask the counselor. Counselor, Holy Spirit, what do I do here? Okay, you do that with all your heart. <laughs> He's going to answer you. He's going to show you exactly what to do. So that is that is the uh, a word of wisdom from wisdom himself from from the counselor himself. Um, do it with him. That's why he was sent uh, to you for um, the first you know kind of vision I had in 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 helping people receive something very applicable for these instances in life and in the faith was okay. Can there be a, a, a wise friend, you know, to join you staring at the mountain? But then I was like, what if they only just both just stare at the mountain and go, yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Which happens all of the time with our beloved Christian brothers and sisters. They're probably going through the, they're probably going through the exact same thing as you are. <laughs> so they're not, they're not going to be wise. Uh, maybe it's not as necessarily as bad as the blind leading each other. Uh, the, the blind leading the blind into a pit. Maybe it's not ne- necessarily that bad. Sometimes it could be. Watch out. But ask the counselor, Holy Spirit, ask the comforter and the counselor, Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm really glad because I, I sense he's pleased with us just making it very applicable for people. Ask him what to do. Yes. Counselor, Holy Spirit, you are my counselor. Okay, maybe this is the first time I'm taking you this seriously, Holy Spirit, but you're my counselor. I'm at this mountain. I want past this problem, this 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 thing going on in my life, this thing, this blockage in my faith going on in life. What do I do? There's a flip side to this coin too. Well, one, he's going to answer you. But he, okay, so here's the flip side. A lot, of, and and this is an admonishment uh, uh, to our fellow brothers and, and sisters, Heath. You guys get scared in your revelation time with God. He wants to give you fresh revelation. Not anything outside of the Word of God, just for any of the people who might get concerned right about now. Don't worry. We're talking about stuff you don't know, and he's always known. We're talking about that kind of stuff. So, revelation. You guys get uncomfortable. Some of the listeners get uncomfortable in your revelation time in the Word or in community. You know, that trusted community where you're having those deep talks of God. And you get you get scared in that zone, in the revelation realm. Okay? Why? Oh, because you found that your revelation you just received, that like the nice juicy nugget that you crave, the real food of, of God that, that actually does make you look like Jesus. Revelation is for you to be sticky. It's for you to be sticky. And it's 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 almost like for you to walk down the street going, I know something that you don't. <laughs> okay. And so revelation is great. It's great. Here's the thing. Staying in the revelation room realm at times can be sticky or uh, painful, painful and scary. Here's why. God leads you in there and gives you fresh revelation. And yet you realize while you're in there, huh, I'm still at the mountain. He led me again to the mountain. He led me again into the boat where the storm's going to happen again. It's like God leads you into Groundhog Day all over again. (laughs) So then what do you do? 
What do you do, Heath? Heath, I want you to take a stab at this. What 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 do we do uh, when the Revelation realm led us into Groundhog Day? Well, usually you're you're in that Revelation realm. You've seen it, been there, done that before. You know, maybe you weren't successful before, um, but there's something that that you're going to gain out of that, and that's the thing I love about. Um, these these groundhog day moments we have in life because we're presented with an opportunity over and over again um to to learn from our mistakes to 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 embrace the partnership with the holy spirit but also through that there's oftentimes growth that's going to happen there's going to be fruit in your life that's going to come about from that um from hitting that mountain and and having to to learn and grow in that moment um or that season uh, to to really trust the Lord, to partner with Him, to seek His counsel and His wisdom, because you ask, He's going to give it to you. Um, you know, so it, it, but there, it, the the other side of that though, there's going to be growth uh, in you, and there's going to be some new fruit in your life. There's going to be some testimony, um, and so that's kind of as as Michael was talking about this. You know, coming back to the same mountain, the same doorway, the same wall, the same whatever, like. I know in my life, it's it's you you are presented with those things pretty much until you you learn to tackle the problem differently. And oftentimes, it's being patient and and trusting the Lord and asking Him for for wisdom in this situation, um, right? And and really just believing wholeheartedly that that He's going to answer, that He wants to take care of you, that He wants to provide you with an, an answer. And usually it's right. something very simple in your partnership with him. And so, so yeah, that, that's my stab at it because I as just, simple as not quitting. Right. You know, I was, was, was reminded, uh, thank you for saying that because in my own situation, I keep reminding myself that um, just like um, Daniel, when he was praying, you know, the, the Bible says he prayed for 21 days before he got the word from the, from the angel of the Lord. Um, because they were doing spiritual battles on his behalf, trying to get there to give him the answer to his prayer. Now, if he'd given up at day 20, he'd have never received the answer. And so sometimes right. when you're in a season that's, you know, longer than 21 days, especially like mine where, you know, we're several months into a, a season and I know the breakthrough there. I know the answer is there. I know that the the provision of God's promise is there, but it's, up to me in the season to be faithful, to keep trusting in God, to keep praying into the the obstacle, and to keep standing on my faith and my identity, and and being patient in in praise and worship while I wait for that answer. Uh, because sometimes, it, much to our dismay, God's timing is not our timing, and I think that's one of the most frustrating things I can I can relate to um, in anything I've been taught that God's timing is not my timing. We want it now. We are a you know an instant uh, gratification society, and so we need it now. And sometimes having to sit right. and and to either pray and worship through, or to fast and pray through, or or whatever it is that that season requires, sometimes that's a difficult thing because we just want it now. And we know God can do it now. That's the other frustrating thing. Like God could do it just like that, but there's something that we need to we need to do in this. And and there's oftentimes other things going on we don't know about in the spiritual realm as well. So there you go. Yeah, let's not let's not. Oh man, how do I say this? Let's not deny 
Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord, when yes. we're when he leads us again to the same spot. Now he is so patient. <laughs> hmm. He is so patient. He is so repetitive with us in kindness and in grace and in patience with us. And he really believes in us probably more than we believe in him. <laughs> yes. Because we keep on running into these things over and 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 over again in our life. So did Judas. Judas kept on running into the opportunity to either be a thief or not, you know, while he was uh, with the disciples and was a disciple. And uh, while, while he was seeing supernatural things, while he was casting out demons, while he raised, I maybe raised the dead, maybe cast out demons, but, you know, Judas was there. Judas was partnered as they were sent out to go do these things. Uh, when Jesus sent the 72 out and the, and the 12 out. Okay. So man, the Holy spirit, it's so funny. Cause if we drop back in to what the text says, this is such a message that the Holy spirit wanted to get out because if we drop back in right back, it's going to be a little bit of a thud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Lord, I, so he, let's do this. Let's just minister to this and, and then we'll move on real quick. So Holy spirit, thank you for, speaking to the repetitive seemingly repetitive nature and obvious repetitive nature of life at times thank you lord that you're actually sovereign you're actually lord you're actually doing this in your uh, sons and daughters life so that they would have more than little faith that they would speak to the storm and it would be get peaceful again that they would speak to the mountain and it would they would soon see that that sucker sliding off into the ocean lord that they would take authority of the path in front of them so that they can have an obvious bright light revelation encounter with jesus that would change their identity change their life drastically and immediately thank you jesus for the reminder of the authority that we have to do these things in you um Thank you, Lord, for the, always the option to deny you or to let you deliver us. And, uh, and, and Lord, that we would choose to partner with you in our own deliverance, not saying you're not Savior and that you won't save us, but we're just teaching on the, the participation pattern you show with your sons and daughters in Scripture. And we do acknowledge that you're Savior, Lord, and you do save us out of this, even if we did have you knew the life. You knew the life, the, the life of success you have for these brothers and sisters. So, Lord, you still are all you still are our savior. And and we thank you for that reassurance uh, in the midst. We uh, And thank you for that balance so that we do not uh, get in into any legalism in this teaching of you must uh, walk out your salvation this way or else you're going to hell. Because that is also not what your brother Jude was saying here in this letter. So, Lord, we just thank you for this uh, word you had uh, in the midst of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So watch watch the watch the bricks drop here. I want to remind you that the Lord dis delivered his people out of Egypt. So we just talked about the real deliverance and how we participate with, participate with it. But later destroyed those who did not believe. It does not say he immediately destroyed those who did not believe. He said, but later destroyed those who do not did not believe. And they did not believe in the midst of their deliverance. Heath, right. they didn't believe in the midst of their deliverance. 
So just like Judas, he wasn't believing in the midst of the needed deliverance he needed that that was provided for him. Right. Keith, you got any thoughts on that? No, it's just right there in front of him the whole time, and and yet he still didn't recognize that's what he needed in that moment. And you know, it is interesting too that the the this particular verse is talking about you know the Israelites and their disbelief, seeing this happen, seeing God provide for them, seeing God rescue them, um, and still not being satisfied, still not recognizing what was right there. So Jude goes from a human example to a spiritual angelic example in verse six, which is awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. Well, Check out what we're about to learn from verse six. Heath. It's a great, right, what par- you got? no, I was just gonna say, this is a great parallel actually for, you know, the, the spiritual version and the earthly version. Uh, they are, it's the same message, um, but different, yes. different positions. So, Different I lo- positions, I love this. different dynamics yeah, of salvation. I, watch, I, watch this. I love this. I love this verse. And the angels. Okay, not the people delivered out of Egypt, not human beings, angels. And the angels who did not keep their sustainment, their alliance with God, their salvation is in keeping. Oh, wait, Heath, that sounds like a similar thing here. Hmm. Read on what is what is that what is that phrase we hear in the New Testament every once in a while? Keep the faith. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Okay, thank you, thank you, Jude, for this uh, outstanding teaching here. This this book is so full, and the angels who did not keep their positions of authority. Believers, do you even know? Thank God you're ignorant on your position of authority, but. Get out of ignorance. Right. Out. You are authoritative. You are so authoritative. The Okay, God creates in his image. Even the angels have qualities of him, obviously. They came from him. But we, especially in Christ, are made in his image. Therefore, we have positions of authority. Keep your position of authority. Don't squander your position of authority for a bowl of soup. If you get that cross-reference, that's for you. I'm not going to exactly say it. But if you get that cross-reference, that's for you. Okay. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their own home. Do not, believer, abandon your own home. Do not. Bad idea. Okay. I'm going to bring some more context for the verse, the quote here. Do not forsake the assembly, the assembling, of the brothers and sisters. Don't do it. It's dangerous. Not saying you're going to go to hell if you do that, but you may forget about your authority. You may forget about your brothers and sisters. They may forget about you. You don't want to disconnect. Okay. And I pray also, Lord Jesus, right now that all these uh, connections with the brothers and sisters and um, the awareness of authority would be a, a, a divine direct connection to you and your face. Lord, I, I, I speak against uh, unhealthy um, stuff in church right now, Lord. I pray that, that, that the fear of God would create more health in your church this day and until you come back for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So it is saying here, they did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their own home. Guys, do not abandon your home with Christ. Don't abandon 
Don't abandon your brothers and sisters. Don't abandon your home in Christ. These, these, so these angels, these, he has kept in darkness, bound, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. Uh, the, the Lord wants me to remind you, you guys are not angels. Now, angels are listening to this, but you're not angels and you have a savior and you have a perfect high priest. Okay, Jude's, Jude's older brother, okay? Savior, perfect high priest, okay? Go to him. If, if, it, see, one of the amazing traits of sons of God, daughters of God, is that we repent and we go back to our home. We go back to Jesus himself. He's our perfect high priest. He's also a perfect lawyer, a perfect representative for us in our case to the Father. And the Father loves Jesus. And when Jesus wants you to be in him, because he does, the Father wants Jesus to be in him. Therefore, the Father wants you to be in Jesus and in him. It's a great situation. Repent. Repent. It's it's going home. Repentance is just go home. Go home. Stay home. Okay. Um, so these angels were uh, kept in everlasting darkness, bound in everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. Meaning their judgment, we just talked about how our judgment goes well for us in now in real time. But their judgment on the great day does not go well for them. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. So, so they gave themselves up. You know, the angels gave themselves up. They, they, they said, ah, bump heaven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, bump, bump serving, bump serving Yahweh, bump serving the Father, Holy Spirit, whatever. No big deal. I'd rather have this, so they got that. So, so Sodom and Gomorrah is an example for us because they would rather have uh, sexual morality and perversion. Uh, they serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Mm. In the very same way, these dreamers. Now, let's rewind. Let's go all the way back. We just went in depth on a couple topics here, but let's go back to these dreamers. Who are the dreamers, Heath? Uh, those were those ungodly people who were, you know, coming in kind of sneakily or maybe not so sneakily uh, to corrupt and pervert uh, what was going on at the time. Yeah. For this instance, to change the grace that yep. these are the godless men who are changing the grace to have a license to continue sinning. Yep. Those people. So these dreamers. So now he's he we now learn more about them in these dreamers. So. So they're trying to be uh, a higher class of spirituality, these dreamers. In the very same way, these dreamers pollute pollute their own bodies. Huh. Okay, speak on that, Heath. Speak on the polluting of their own body. What, what do you think about that? Well, what do you get? What do you get on that? So, you know, I don't know what it was back then, but, you know, just bringing it into a now context... Um, we're talking, you know, alcohol and drugs and, you know, other forms of addiction. Um, we're talking about pornography. We're talking about, um, you know, witchcraft and tarot cards and new age stuff. There's a lot of things that can, can qualify in that statement of polluting your own body. Um, you know, the things you listen to, the things you watch, the things you eat, there's so many different ways you can pollute and corrupt your own body. Um, 
just in the now, you know, I, I, I'm not going to speak for what was back then, but definitely along the same kinds of lines, if we're bringing Sodom and Gomorrah in as a reference point. So not good things. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure where, uh, Jude, where, where his letter, I don't know if it was a mass letter going out to as many churches and, and city states and all these areas that it could have gone to, but let's go Greek for a moment. Well, there, you know, there were temples where it's it's a temple to uh, Aphrodite, right. uh, Diana, and it's it's a whorehouse essentially. Right. Uh, you know, a place to get a quick bite and other <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> um, but now here's here's where I'm at, Heath. Actually, this is about to get even more deep because we're about to talk about what these dreamers, um, what they do. Jude's about to get. This has to be this has to be our closer. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so much. Right. He, 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 this is so much. Okay, here we go. Okay, so in the very same way. So punishment to eternal hellfire. Verse 8. In the very same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and slander celestial beings. Um, Keith, it is almost as that polluting the body and taking part in certain things, and you, they just went in and, and, and attempted to change the grace of God and, and kind of make it into something else so that you can do a license. You now receive, you go to the DMV of the perverted grace, and you receive a license to drive the wrong way. <laughs> okay. Pretty much. So therefore, yeah, it's almost like, therefore, then they're off their rocker. And then they're talking about oh. stuff and slandering stuff they don't know like they don't know what they're saying they're saying some horrid things it says reject authority and it's like it's all tied together all the stuff that's going on it's a rejection of authority and a slander of celestial beings you have anything on that well i as you were talking the first thing that came to mind was was that uh i don't even know where it is off the top of my head i think it's in revelation where they're talking about how all the all the good things are going to be bad and all the bad things are suddenly going to be good and it kind of sounds like there was that's kind of what these people are are shooting for that jude's talking about that they're basically trying to to give that uh license to license to sin basically um, but but it sounds like they're coming in and out of way that's that's kind of like well this isn't so bad and you know this is still um, okay and you know there's kind of a I don't know I I just kind of was seeing in my head like this uh, visual of like this whole everything that that this that's going on that Jude's trying to address is is something similar to what we're seeing right now actually the 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 then and now similarities in my head are just blowing me away um seeing that you know this happened you know 2000 plus years ago and yet there's similar stuff that we can that we can point out in our own society in our own culture today that make this a very real real scripture for right now right exactly Okay, so he he sets up this celestial beings concept. So it's a he's saying that these people slander celestial beings. Now he's going to give an example of that. What he's talking about, verse nine. But even the archangel Michael. Okay, awesome. Here we go. Watch this. Even Michael, the archangel, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses. 
did not dare to bring a slanderous... Remember, Michael, he has not dipped out on his place and position and authority. He still serves God, okay? So he's going to really watch what he, how his conduct. But I, I think it might be natural for him. That's just a Michael uh, observation. Me, Michael, not Archangel observation. Um, Michael chooses... Michael's choices of words that are not slanderous, even though he could say a lot to Satan, the former Lucifer. He could say a lot to him, but he doesn't. And yet what he says is bigger than a million atomic bombs. And if we don't get into it in, that ep- in this episode, we will in the next one. That's what we're picking up in the next one. But, but let me endeavor to f- push forward here. Because this, this, is, this is one of the most intense scriptures in the entire Bible. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm processing many things as I <laughs> and right. Keith, is, Keith is hearing many things. I'm hearing many things. We're trying to be very uh, accountable to the Holy Spirit uh, as we try and teach this um, with him. So, but even the Archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare, did not dare, he didn't dare to bring a slanderous accusation. Slanderous against who? Satan. Slanderous against Satan, accusation against him, against Satan, but said, the Lord rebuke you. We're going to have to, we're we're not ending there, but we cannot go into verse 10 because there's so much to say and talk about here. Keith, first impressions. You know, you, you spoke a little bit ago about the character of Michael the Archangel, this being a natural thing for him to not even want to step out of line or misspeak the word of God. Um, and so he is obviously Michael the Archangel. That's a huge title, a huge position as an archangel in heaven. And so he's he's doing battle with the devil over the body of Moses, and he doesn't resort to name calling he doesn't resort to well god's gonna get you for this he's not he's not he's not like coming at you like with anything other than the lord rebuke you like he is just one of the most powerful one-liners you can say when battling the the enemy the devil the lord rebuke you and and really just i was trying to think of how many times i'd heard jesus say something similar you know the word says um, rebuke you. I didn't know you, you know, all these things. Um, but this one is so powerful because again, Archangel Michael is coming from a place of fear of the Lord. You know, I've got a job to do, but I'm not going to misrepresent anything I say or do in this moment because I know what my authority is. I know what my position is. I know what my standing is in the kingdom. And it's not my battle in this one. Well, yes, I've got to take this body back, and yes, I'm doing battle, but ultimately the battle is the Lord's. And so the Lord rebuke you. Heath, yes, you my- gave us a perfect helicopter view. <laughs> Heath gave us a perfect helicopter view. Heath, you said that the Lord rebuke you reminds you of other scriptures. Hmm. Great. Good job, because it you. should. Yes. <laughs> so, so, guys, when encountering the enemy, Keep it Bible. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a righteous uh, plethora of ammunition to righteously load into the spiritual M16 and, and shoot. Okay. Right. And, and send them fast and, and hard. And like you mean it, 
because Jesus did that. Like, like one of the references in crossroads Heath just referenced is Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus in the desert. Jesus is swift. It is written. Comebacks are powerful. Yep. And on the opposite side of that coin, Satan's out of context. Dare you to try it out of context. Cause he, Satan knows the Bible too. Out of context, misuse of scripture shots fired at Jesus are powerful too. So there's some insight into what loose, uh, into what Michael is doing there. There's some insight into what Michael is saying there. It's not just as simple. What he's doing and saying is not just as simple as like, yeah, Lord rebuke you. <laughs> I'm righteous. I can do, I can grab this guy's body. Hey, hey, get out of here, big butt. You know, you're not a big guy anymore. Okay. It's not like that. Believe it or not, thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jude, in verse 9, there is something eluded here that we must talk about. Here it is. He did not dare, uh, Michael did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, the Lord rebuke you. It's right there in the text. What would be slanderous about saying something else? Just Let's just pause Real quick, what would be slanderous about saying something else than the Lord rebuke you? It's the presence of someone who's also there. You get that, Heath? Mm. It's the presence of someone who is also there. Prove it, Michael. Prove it. Who is also there besides Michael and the former Lucifer? Satan himself. Michael himself. Satan himself. Dead Moses himself. (laughs) Who else? is there why would it be slanderous except for the presence of someone else this is a holy mountain encounter man this is a holy mountain encounter that that is being alluded to and assumed people know about this story in jude heath you have any ideas this is a bible quiz for heath everyone yes part of my job here heath any uh idea in the bible where we could turn to to answer this question um well i was looking when you were asking and i'm still looking so the answer to that is at the moment no (laughs) so for heath and our listeners let's turn to deuteronomy chapter 34 and we're gonna just eat this up because this is just guys the bible if you ever have a question about the bible the bible has the answer about the bible yes it does if you ever want to learn more about god's word go to God's word. If you ever have a confusing thing, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in the scriptures and you're going to get an answer. Okay. Deuteronomy 34. Um, I I don't know where to start because it's, frankly, Deuteronomy 34 is like amazing. So, you know, we were just talking about Jesus. This is where we're going to start. We were just talking about Jesus in the desert uh, being tempted by uh, Satan. And in that encounter, J- Jesus was shown so, uh, Jesus was shown supernaturally in the spirit, multiple sites and cities. Okay. Let's, let's start off where Moses is also shown all these things that he wasn't allowed to go into. Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land. So to answer our question, the Lord is also there. Before we lose sight of that question, we just made a big old show of asking. (laughs) It's dead Moses or dead body Moses, Michael the Archangel, the former Lucifer known as Satan, and 
the Lord. There the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilead to Dan. Guys, he's on a mountain. Your eyeballs can only see the, the landscape or the cityscape. You're not going to be shown in depth this amount of territory with the visions and the hopes and the cares and the dreams all in unless you're having a massive encounter. And Moses was Mr. Massive Encounter. Trust me on that. <laughs> yeah. So, there the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilead to Dan, all of Naphtali, the territory of Ephraim and Manasseh, all of the land of Judah, as far as the Western Sea, the Negev, and the whole region from the Valley of Jericho, the city of Palms, as from Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I said, I will give it to your descendants. Isn't that just so good of the Lord? Mm. Moses isn't allowed to go in, but he's reassuring you've been a part of the process. You've been a product you've been a part of my promise to Abraham Isaac. I'm getting goosebumps so hard right now, man. <laughs> yeah. You've been a part of my process. You've been a part of me delivering a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. By the way, other parts of the scripture say God is not a God of the living. He is a sorry, God is the God of the living. He's not the God of the dead. That means Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are present enough. They're present to see the fulfilled promises because they have passed. God is not a God of the dead. He is a God of the living. Then the Lord said to him, this is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, I, on covenant, on covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I said, I will give it to your descendants, I have let you see it with your eyes. He's telling, he's telling that to, he quoted himself, he quoted scripture. Now he's quoting, now he's saying to Moses again, he's talking to Moses again. I have let you see it with your eyes. It was a spiritual sight. It was a massive tour in the spirit. But you will not cross over into it. You will not cross over into it. Verse 5 of Deuteronomy 34. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab. So now we have the connection of Jude and the connection of Deuteronomy 34 verse 5. We have a dead Moses. And Moses, servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. Watch this, verse 6. He, capital H, he buried him, Heath. Mm, that's so good. The, the Lord loving Moses enough to show him, hey, you were a fulfillment in this, even though this is your punishment for doing the thing, you're not going in there but I want you to see it. I want you to see that your work came to completion. And then the beginning of verse six saying he buried him in Moab. That's like, wow. Mm. <laughs> wow. I just, wow. Have you ever heard that before? Heath? I have, but I didn't, I didn't read it or hear it or see it with the perspective that I have now. So, right. you know, because we, we talk about this on, on the show often, too, that, you know, you can read the Bible a hundred different times, but it's that next time that you get that new revelation, you get that new thing because you've 
leveled up in your relationship with the Lord and you've leveled up in your, you know, how you're seeing the Bible with its interconnectivity being then and now and, and all these things. And so you're able to see things differently when you read. And so to read it that way this time, there is so much more like oomph in that than, than I'd ever read this before. And I'm just like, wow, Lord, wow. <laughs> well, it, we are getting a manifestation of God's love. Thank God for the connectivity of New Testament and Old Testament. This is our loving God. In Okay, so Moses is a, Moses himself has to be a byproduct of the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant is you reap what you sow in a certain way according to the law and according to the promises of, uh, Lord help me, Deuteronomy 28, I believe, that if you live this certain way, you're going to be blessed. And if you live this certain way, you're going to be cursed. Okay. So that is Moses is in it. He brought it. He was a minister of the law. Like he, he and God did that thing and he even died by it. Meaning it wasn't necessarily a punishment. As he said, I don't disagree. That it was a punishment, but seed was sown. He did disobey God. He did slap the rock instead of telling, speaking to the rock. He did slap the rock and water gushed forth. So God fulfilled his side of the agreement. Moses messed up on his side of the agreement. He was told to speak the rock. He slapped the rock because he went, he overdid it. He had a knee-jerk reaction. He was he was frustrated. He was angry at the at the at the Israelites. Okay. Back over to where we're at here. We're seeing such a God who would be there ever so beautifully and visually at Moses' death. And Moses did not die in, did not die of old age. We'll see that in the next coming verses. He did not die of old age. He died at this place, though. So here's the thing. Moses, the servant of the Lord, he's accredited that, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. And then God buries. We, why the church doesn't talk about this? I don't know. There's so much revelation about the death process here. There's so much nutrition from the word here. Church, start teaching on this. Jesus is with us at our death. Can, can Is that not clear enough to just boldly state? Can we just say that uh, yes. in a magnificent way? If yes. he's there with Moses and we're in Christ, he's there with us. Death, oh, <laughs> where is your victory, oh grave? Hey, death, where is your sting? Okay, here's perfect Old Testament scripture to prove that point. Take heart, people. Even in your death, you get an amazing something going up to heaven. Something, something. Depend on the Lord for what you need, even in death. Okay. You want to preach there, Heath? What you got? No, I just I just am very thankful to the Holy Spirit right now for revelation in all of this. Like Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just like Stephen. Stephen is, you know, I'm I'm inclined to talk on Stephen. Stephen is the first martyr, I believe. And uh Stephen is an evangelist, and he is preaching the word to the pharisees and paul or paul to be paul saul is there present at that time and he's going in so hard in the scriptures that these guys are raging the demons show up they're raging and this guy starts to get stoned stephen gets stoned and stephen if you look into the original language in there stephen is, is having not an ordinary death experience he sees heaven open up he sees jesus at the right hand of the father stand stand up not continue sitting at Stephen's death stand up at Stephen's death and 
if you look at the original language, it is saying he did not experience the death of that body. That boy jumped in. That boy, that Stephen went to heaven. He was not trapped in a body that was dying. It was a salvation and a and a shuttle, if you will, into the presence of God. Okay, just to touch on that. It's similar here with Moses. There's a supernatural God provision, even in the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord. He buried him. The Lord buried him. See, I really, the Lord is just all over this text, man. He wants us to just pound this one home. The Lord buried him in Moab, in the valley opposite of Beth Peor. But to this day, he, no one knows where his grave is. Why would that be? Why would no one know where his grave is? Could it be that Michael, in his persuasive scripture argument to the enemy nabbed him (laughs) (laughs) could it be that that uh we had a victorious the lord rebuke you that day (laughs) it it could be it could be (laughs) pardon me um because here's the thing michael's not being slanderous Michael says the righteous thing, the Lord rebuke you because we, as we have previously stated, someone else is there. It's not just Satan, Michael, and dead body Moses. Someone else is there. Who else was there? We're going to re-say it again. The Lord who had just buried Moses was there. And what are angels? Angels are reapers. Angels come down with seed and gifts from heaven. And they take gifts to heaven, and they 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 um, they take a harvest that you have sown on the earth, and they take it to heaven. They they're the they're the middleman, uh, if you will, if you want to go to that, if you want more uh, source text for that in that angelology kind of statement we just said there, go to Job. There's a long conversation. <laughs> well, there's a conversation between Satan and uh, and and God, uh, the Lord. And uh, it's there's a lot of angel statements and principles and one-liners in there uh, to glean from. So, um, no one knows where the grave is, Heath. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> Moses was a hundred. Now, now we alluded to something there uh, earlier that Moses didn't die of old age, but he did die there. Um, check this out, verse seven. Moses was a, of Deuteronomy thirty-four. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Doesn't sound like geriatric problems, Heath. Doesn't sound like it to me either. Uh, The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning was over. So now we're seeing a different view. Now we're seeing the Israelites kind of um, on their partic- participation level here and uh, uh, off the mountain. They, you know, they were constantly off the mountain while Moses was up the mountain. It's kind of a funny uh, principle that happened there. But the Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now, Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom. Because Moses had laid his hands on him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. This is so amazing. I, he, 
I'm so glad this is in the Bible. Like this I is in the too. Old Testament, bro. You know, we've we've talked about I think before on the show about the anointing being transferable. We've talked about the handkerchiefs. We've talked about, and if we haven't, we need to. Um, but I know yeah. it's been it's been taught. Um, you know, especially going through Bill Russell's class. I know we've talked about him uh, several times before um, about the anointing being transferable. And so that that was the first thing that came to mind when I read that Moses laid his hand on him. I was like, bam! Transference of anointing right there. Boom. Praise God. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid hands on him, Old Covenant. So the <laughs> Israelites listened to him and did. Oh, there's fruit from this laying on of hands. That's interesting there. So, that, that's a big so. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. The anointing was within the word of God, but it was effective and it was powerful. And it came from the laying on of hands. I think we'll leave it there. Since then... <laughs> Since then, no prophet, since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses. Oh, except for Jesus, who Moses prophesied about. Yeah, we're in the new covenant now. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we want to know you better face to face. We want to we want to have revelation of you and who you are. And Lord, we want to hear what you say to us about who we are in you. Who did all those miraculous signs? Hmm. Signs followed the knowledge of God. Hmm. That's interesting. Sounds like the New Testament. Sounds a bit and, like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wonders. Who did all the miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent to him to do in Egypt? To Pharaoh. And, to, and by the way, Pharaoh represents a God-man himself. That the real God man wanted to shut down. He wanted to shut down all the false idols, all the false gods, all these gods that were were showing up in power to these Egyptians. Uh, God sent his servant to shut that whole thing down and to to send the plagues. All the plagues were directed at a God with lowercase g, lowercase g. All the plagues and the ministry of Moses was a shutdown of the blasphemous gods and stuff that was going on in Egypt. Who did all those miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt? to Pharaoh, and to all his officials, and to his whole land. Four, spiritually, okay, the Holy Spirit wants me to touch on this. Spiritually, we need to, we need to touch on something there. Remember when in Ephesians, when Paul says, principalities, powers of the air, uh, when, when in, in the, uh, right before you get to the spiritual armor in Ephesians 6, it touches on a hierarchical, a hierarchical, <laughs> a hierarchy, of um, principalities and powers of the air. Okay. Well, here, right here, is another hierarchy of demons. Because if you talk to Pharaoh right now, he would say he's a god. Okay. So he's a god. Okay. So Pharaoh's a god. Let's go to verse 11, uh, Deuteronomy 34. Who did all those miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt? That is a congratulations, by the way, to Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron? Yeah, Moses mm-hmm. and Aaron. Okay. Yeah. To Pharaoh. There's a big old power structure from the enemy. He considers himself the meaning of God and human. Okay? False God, real human. <laughs> and to all his officials. There's a, another spiritual demonic hier- hierarchy right there. And to his whole land. There are territorial spirits described right there. By Moses' participation 
God shut that junk down. Jesus says, uh, from you, from this revelation, Peter, from, okay, uh, Peter, that's right, Peter, only my father in heaven could have shown that to you. I'm paraphrasing here. And yeah, on this rock, my church will be built and the gates of hell will not prevail. This whole, this whole plan has been in the Bible a long time. The gates of hell did not prevail against Moses. The church is represented in Moses. The church is a meeting place between God and man. Moses knew God face to face. He knew his ways. We are to be knowing Jesus face to face. That is our position. That is our authority. We are to know him face to face. And the gates of hell are not to prevail against us. Pharaoh and his junk, the land of Egypt and its junk, Pharaoh's officials and their junk, whatever they got going on, it's not to stand up to our face-to-face encounter and authority and power that we have in Messiah. Hallelujah. Mm. Woo. So we, I hope you guys are seeing the connections of the scripture. I hope you guys are seeing how deep and how infinite and how lovely and admirable the scripture and the Lord is. It's our home for no one. Verse 12, for no one has ever, has ever shown the mighty power or perform the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel, except for the one that Moses prophesied that was coming. Right. And he warned the Israelites, if you guys don't listen to him, you guys are busted. It's it's over. If you guys don't listen to him, this is the one you got to listen to. A one coming greater than I. You got to listen to him. He was prophesying. A, he was prophesying about one coming like him. His name is Jesus. Did not Jesus have a sermon on the mount where he cranks down even harder than what Moses did? He cranks down even harder than the law. He gets it out of out of uh, physical law and into heart law, spiritual law. If you even if you even lust after a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery. That is one who came better and like Moses. His name is Jesus. Heath. You know, I was just kind of marveling at the fact that everything that we've talked about right here um, in the last few minutes is really just circling back to that whole point that Jude made in the beginning. I desire to remind you that you know all this stuff, mm. but <laughs> but <laughs> let me just remind you in case you forgot, here's some things. And and so, you know, we we gave you the real world example here of, you know, Jude makes a point, but this is what he's referencing, and, and you can jump into Deuteronomy and see that. And there's often times where, um, you know, the the author of, of a particular book is referencing something somewhere else. They'll make a quick little reference to it that you should know, because back then you should know. Um, well, and today we should know too, but we'll not get into that for this illustration. But, um, you know, the, the point being, they'll, they'll make a quick reference and then jump into something else because you should have already known what that reference meant. But if you don't, that's the beautiful thing about the Bible. And hopefully the other thing that you're gaining out of this series in Jude, because our intent here is to demonstrate, well, not only a Holy Spirit delivered message, but, um, a, a typical discipleship Bible study that, that Michael and I do and that we do with others. And, and to really sometimes word by word in, in a verse, um, you know, trying to get meaning or deeper revelation on what that's speaking to the to the members of the group that's in this Bible study. And, and then seeing how 
these things are interconnected with other places in the Bible. Like I mentioned earlier, I, we read this verse and I was like, oh, I was thinking, where else have I heard that before? Where did Jesus say, you know, rebuke you or the word says or something along those lines? And so if you're if you're thinking along those lines, you're like, wow, this sounds familiar, probably because it's somewhere else in the Bible and you've read it before. Um, and so that's what I, you know, we're, we're hoping to kind of demonstrate that that discipleship bible study through this series and and i hope that you're you're getting something from that angle that you're not just getting a great teaching um because this is a very in-depth uh, amazing teaching from the book of jude not to toot our own horns but um i i do want to <laughs> exactly to <toot> too <laughs> you're you're getting your money's worth in this one kids okay um uh, but but we want it we want to make sure that we're we're providing because we talk about discipleship that's the whole frame of what we are at rocky mountain revival radio we are a discipleship faith-based um program and, and so we we want to ex exemplify and, and exhibit that discipleship in, in everything that we do and so that's that's one of the the byproducts of this teaching that i hope you're getting and that you're enjoying yeah and heath we we have to land the plane there because right. uh in our recap we'll probably see more about this but guys i really i really believe um the Lord spoke to so many of you in a new and powerful way. Uh, that's Jesus talking to you. Mm. And uh, this is all about getting to know him in these powerful ways. Uh, it's a revelationary encounter with him. It's an apocalypsis with him and of him. And guess what? Of you too. He Having a face-to-face -face encounter with him means you see your face somewhere in his face too. And it, life makes a lot more sense. Life makes a lot more sense when you when you fill in the gaps, the God-filled gaps with God's face. Are you kidding me? When you fill in the gaps, that's an apocalypsis. That's a revelation. Your life makes more sense. Your face makes more sense. Your gifts and talents or lack thereof makes more sense. It all makes more sense and it's all, it feels really good. And, and, it, and it shoots you up with purpose and it should, it should. Yes. I really hope, I know, I know, I don't hope. I know this, this was a purposeful, uh, uh, moment in time for you. Um, when we get down to the intimate details of God, he's getting down to the intimate details of us. Mm. That's so good. So good. Well, guys, I, um, I don't even know what to say to kind of help wrap this up. I know, um, we're, we're going to pick back up with, uh, where we leave verse 10, uh, next time in the series. So we hope you uh, join us for that. Um, in the meantime, I do want to speak to those that might be in the listening audience that may not have that relationship with Jesus that we're talking about here today, um, because we have referenced a relationship with Jesus. We have referenced um, the Holy Spirit moving and operating through you and with you uh, multiple times uh, in this episode. And so if you don't have that relationship, I want to make sure that you have that opportunity. Um, and that's something that this, again, is my favorite part of every uh, broadcast that we do. We give you the opportunity to have that relationship. And it's a very simple thing. It comes from from recognizing that you're struggling in your life and, and you can't do it under your own power and authority anymore that you you know there's a better way and there is and that's through partnership with the Lord and to really take a good long look at, at your heart and where your mind is to make this decision um, to accept him into your life um, so if today is that day for you and, and I hope it is 
um, because I know there are those that there are some that listen to us that haven't made that decision yet. And I hope and pray that every time you're hearing us, that you're taking the time out of your schedule to to partner with us and the Lord and the messages that we're bringing. That today's the day that you decide that you want to get right with God. And so we're just going to pray a simple prayer with you. Um, we're we're going to believe that. Um, after this prayer from from a, a, a right heart and a right posture um, that you will be saved and that you will start a new journey, that you will close a chapter on a life of abuse or addiction or, you know, poor choices or bad relationships or words spoken over you or whatever it may be in your life, that that chapter is going to close, that you're going to, that old person is going to die and you're going to raise up somebody new and we're excited for that for you if that is you today so if you would please bow your head and close your eyes unless you're driving don't do that you know better um repeat after me dear god dear god i know that i have sinned i know i've sinned but i believe i do believe that jesus died in my place that you jesus died in my place and god i believe and god i believe that you raised jesus from the dead that you raised jesus from the dead and so, Jesus, I confess. So, Jesus, I confess. That you are Lord. That you're Lord. Please be the Lord of my life. Please be the Lord of my life. Wash away my sin. Wash away my sin. And give me the power to follow you. Give me the power to follow you. Amen. Amen. All right. And again, guys, if you said that simple prayer, we believe that you were born again, and we would love to share in that with you. Please write us at prayer at rmr.live and we'd be happy to celebrate with you and welcome you into the family and of course encourage you to step into a good bible believing bible teaching holy spirit filled church so that you've got partners in this new journey because there's nothing more that the enemy would love to do but come along and distract you from that choice you just made and we don't want to see that happen and if you don't have um, a church like that you don't know of one in your area then you can write me at host.heath at rmr.live and i'd be more than happy to help you find um, a church in your area and if not we've got some online things you can plug into in the meantime till we can help you find something but i definitely want to make sure that you're not alone in this decision and again um i was just thinking that that anytime somebody makes this decision the heavens rejoice you know the angels are just mm. celebrating and cheering anytime somebody makes this decision and so if that was you today congratulations welcome to the family you are loved you are valued and we're glad that you are here. Michael, any final thoughts before we uh, before we close out the show? Well, yeah, we have been closing out the show, but I love how you just addressed... <laughs> I love, love, love how you just addressed uh, angels. And you reminded us of that scripture where it says, the angels rejoice when one prodigal or uh, one comes to uh, belief and, and faith in Jesus, okay? So there's a big old party going on right now, right? Okay. Yes. So we just talked a bunch about angels. <laughs> I really believe that you saying that was a capitalization on on, on people believing what, what the scriptures were saying about angels. And it's a new reality for them. It's a new reality. We just You confidently stamped on some scripture there and you're like, hey, those angels are now partying now. Yep, yep. No, it so was, that's my it final was, thought. 
No, it was definitely a Holy Spirit thing. I, I can't take credit for it. I got I got the nudge and I just boldly went there. So thank you, Holy Spirit, <laughs> for that. But no, it's it's a true story. So I'm I'm glad that that there are angels celebrating today for for those that made that decision. And with that, guys, we just want to thank each and every one of you for joining us today. And as a reminder, if you liked the teaching today. Uh, and the show's content and all that we do here at RMRR and Waymaker, we encourage you again to share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your co-workers, that uh, creepy guy down the hall, because sharing is caring. <laughs> he definitely needs it. He definitely does. And I saw that in the spirit. So somebody be bold, somebody be bold needs and to love share and just send it on down to yeah. send it on down to Jerry. That's right. Send it on down. Uh, <laughs> remember, guys, check out rmr.live for the latest information and updates about uh, the show and the ministry and all the things going on. Uh, please like and subscribe to the show's YouTube and Rumble pages. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Truth, all the things. It's out there. You know about it. And podcast listeners, we love each and every one of you. We've got new listeners showing up on the map this week, and we just thank God for each and every one of you for uh, tuning in and spending time with him and us. And for a complete list of those uh, podcast providers, if you decide you don't like watching us, and hey, we can't blame you sometimes, um, there is a link um, on the to website each to each his own. There is a link um, down below and on the website uh, for all of our podcast providers. There's about 12 of them out there. And if you guys... Um, Again, are feeling led in any way to partner with the, sh with the ministry uh, to donate to us. There are links to do so uh, on the website. They're going to be down below in the show description. And of course, if you're watching, they're going to be on your screen. And of course, all donations are going to go to hosting fee software equipment. Uh, there are some other partnerships we've got with um, Redemption Squad. We still are partnering with them and, and giving a portion of our proceeds to them, to, to their ministry and support them. Um, and wherever else the Holy Spirit kind of directs us to go. And guys, remember, and I say this every time and I mean it every time, get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church. Plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. Thank you again for joining us. Have a great week. Be blessed. And we'll see you back here for Jude Part 3. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.